This is Emmanuel God with us, the radio ministry of Emmanuel Lutheran Church in Twin Falls, Idaho. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Welcome to our Lord's house this morning as we gather together to hear the word of the Lord, his word of love and mercy and forgiveness for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Almighty God, merciful Father, I, a poor, miserable sinner, confess unto you all my sins and iniquities, with which I have ever offended you, and justly deserved your temporal and eternal punishment. But I am heartily sorry for them, and sincerely repent of them. And I pray you of your boundless mercy, and for the sake of the holy, innocent, bitter sufferings and death of your beloved Son, Jesus Christ, to be gracious and merciful to me, a poor, sinful being. Upon this, your confession, I, by virtue of my office as a called and ordained servant of the word, announce the grace of God to all of you. And in the stead, and by the command of my Lord Jesus Christ, I forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The epistle for the ninth Sunday after Trinity is written in 1 Corinthians chapter 10. Now these things took place as examples for us, that we might not desire evil as they did. Do not be idolaters as some of them were. As it is written, the people sat down to eat and drink and rose up to play. We must not indulge in sexual immorality as some of them did. And 23,000 fell in a single day. We must not put Christ to the test as some of them did and were destroyed by serpents. Nor grumble as some of them did and were destroyed by the destroyer. Now these things happened to them as an example, but they were written down for our instruction, on whom the end of the ages has come. Therefore let anyone who thinks that he stands take heed lest he fall. No temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. God is faithful, and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with the temptation... He will also provide the way of escape that you may be able to endure it. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the 16th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus also said to his disciples, There was a rich manager, a rich man who had a manager, and charges were brought to him that this man was wasting his possessions. And he called him and said to him, What is this that I hear about you? Turn in the account of your management, for you can no longer be manager. And the manager said to himself, What shall I do, since my master is taking the management away from me? I am not strong enough to dig, and I am ashamed to beg. I have decided what to do, so that when I am removed from management, people may receive me into their houses. So summoning his master's debtors one by one, he said to the first, 
How much do you owe my master? He said, A hundred measures of oil. He said to him, Take your bill and sit down quickly and write fifty. Then he said to another, And how much do you owe? He said, A hundred measures of wheat. He said to him, Take your bill and write eighty. The master commended the dishonest manager for his shrewdness. For the sons of this world are more shrewd in dealing with their own generation than the sons of light. And I tell you, make friends for yourselves by means of unrighteous wealth, so that when it fails, they may receive you into the eternal dwellings. One who is faithful in very little is also faithful in much. And one who is dishonest in very little is also dishonest in much. If then you have not been faithful in the unrighteous wealth, who will entrust to you the true riches? And if you have not been faithful in that which is another's, who will give you that which is your own? No servant can serve two masters. For either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. We sing together the hymn, My Faith Looks Up to Thee. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Hear these words from today's Holy Gospel. Jesus says, One who is faithful in very little is also faithful in much. And one who is dishonest in very little is also dishonest in much. These are the words of our text. God's grace and his mercy and his peace be multiplied to you now and forever, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. This week in Lebanon, an explosion sent a shockwave through Beirut. A video of a bride on her wedding day filmed that shockwave 
as it went through the city. And when the shockwave hits, the bride is literally lifted off her feet. She survives. She's rushed away from the place where the video was being shot, but she was literally lifted right off her feet. Well, today's text shocks us. This is a really hard passage of Holy Scripture, today's gospel reading. This text is a hard text about a dishonest manager. And I'll be honest with you, the temptation for preachers is to choose a different passage to preach on. (laughs) But that's the easy way out. I did consider the easy way out, though. The Old Testament reading appointed for today, the epistle from St. Paul's words in 1 Corinthians. But my mind kept coming back to these words of Jesus day after day this last week. I couldn't stop thinking about what Jesus says and what this text means for you and me. So, here we are. Let's not take the easy way. Let's wrestle with Jesus' shocking words. Here's what I want to do. I want to start off by beginning at the end of the text the words that I just read to you. I think they are helpful for us in understanding what Jesus says in the parable. The parable that Jesus has spoken is over. Jesus is done talking about the dishonest manager, and then Jesus says this, one who is faithful in very little is faithful in much, and one who is dishonest in very little is dishonest in much. The manager that Jesus talks about in the parable is the poster boy for Jesus' words. He was dishonest in little, and he was dishonest in much. Jesus tells the parable to his disciples. He says, there was a rich man who had a manager, and charges were brought to him that this man, the manager, was wasting his possessions. And he called him and said to him, What is this that I hear about you? Turn in your account of your management, for you can no longer be manager. The manager in the parable gets the boot because he was a dishonest man. And dishonesty was this man's character. The old saying goes this way, you know it, A leopard doesn't change its spots. This man's spots were dishonesty in little and dishonesty in much. In fact, probably dishonesty in everything. And the man's solution to losing his job is more dishonesty. Jesus tells the parable this way. And the manager said to himself, What shall I do since my master is taking the management away from me? I am not strong enough to dig, and I am ashamed to beg. I have decided what to do, so that when I am removed from management, 
people may receive me into their houses. So summoning his master's debtors one by one, he said to the first, how much do you owe my master? He said, a hundred measures of oil. Now that's not crude oil, of course. (laughs) That is oil that you would have, like olive oil, that type of oil. And he said to him, take your bill and sit down quickly and write 50. Then he said to another, and how much do you owe? He said, a hundred measures of wheat. He said to him, take your bill and write 80. And now, here's the shocker. It knocks you right off your feet. Jesus says, the master, that is the master in the parable, commended the dishonest manager for his shrewdness. For the sons of this world are more shrewd in dealing with their own generation than the sons of light. And then Jesus himself says, And I tell you, make friends for yourselves by means of unrighteous wealth, so that when it fails, they may receive you into eternal dwellings. Well, after you pick yourself up and dust yourself off, your first thought might be that the master in the parable is praising the dishonest manager. But I wouldn't go that far. I don't think the master is praising the dishonest manager's dishonesty. I think he is simply making an observation about the man's action. It might be like this. The master is saying, boy, you got to hand it to him. The guy found a shrewd way out of the situation. This is more like a backhanded compliment by the master. But the man's master isn't saying, go thou and do likewise. In other words, go and be dishonest and shrewd like the people of this generation. The master in the parable is simply making an observation about what the man did, and he commends the guy. It was a shrewd thing to do. It was a shrewd business decision. And in the eyes of the world, it was a brilliant move on behalf of the man. But it was still dishonest. And it was true to the man's dishonest character, wasn't it? One who is faithful in very little is also faithful in much. And one who is dishonest in very little is also dishonest in much. That's why he loses his job. And to quote Jesus from a different day, Jesus says, Likewise, every good tree bears good fruit. Every bad tree bears bad fruit. Thus, by their fruit, you will recognize them. A leopard doesn't change his spots. The dishonest manager was dishonest. Through and through, from beginning to end, in little and in much. So let's think about this parable and our situation and how it applies to us. When we consider the word of God, 
we see that we are sinful, don't we? We are sinful through and through. And in the Bible, God tells us that's our spots. We're sinful. We are sinful by nature. We are sinful in thought and in word and in deed. And because of the fall into sin, we are bad trees bearing bad fruit. We are not faithful to God in little or in much. This is a hard reality that the Bible reveals to you and me about ourselves. It says that there is no one who is righteous, no, not one. The Bible tells us that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. This is our sinful character. These are our spots as sinners, and they don't change. And like the manager in the parable, we too must give an account for our management, for our life on the last day. And we deserve to be fired, don't we? Well, more literally, to be fired up, to be fired up in the flames of hell for all of eternity on account of our sin. The soul who sins, the Bible says, is the soul who will die. And this is what waits in the future for sinners who are ruined by the fall. And like the dishonest manager, we see the future before us. Remember, he said, I'm not strong enough to dig. I'm ashamed to beg. He's looking at the future and he's going, what am I going to do? And if we look at the future before us as sinners, it is a future without God. It is a place of torment and wailing and weeping because right on the heels of this parable, Jesus tells the story of the rich man and Lazarus, remember? The rich man goes to hell. The poor man, the beggar, Lazarus, who was laid at his gates, he goes to heaven. And the rich man in hell in torment looks up and says, Father Abraham, send Lazarus to dip his finger and touch my tongue and put me a little bit out of my agony. So that comes right after this text. The future that awaits sinners is a place of torment and wailing and weeping. Well, in the parable, the dishonest manager averted his doom by his dishonest and shrewd dealing. But we can't change our future by our sinful wheeling and dealing. No one will commend you and me for our sinful works. What can I do to be saved? And the answer is absolutely nothing. A leopard doesn't change its spots. Except, except in the kingdom of God. Here, is the biggest shock of all. And it knocks you and me right off our feet. Jesus saves us from our sin. The dishonest manager canceled part of the debt that the people owed the master, right? Well, Jesus cancels all of the debt that we owe on account of our sin. God's forgiveness covers a multitude of our sins, big sins, little sins, all sins, and more. He even covers our sinful nature with his forgiveness. Jesus cancels your debt 
because he took your place and died for you. He shed his blood on Calvary's holy mountain for you. He carried your sins in his body on the cross and made them his own. He was punished for your sins. And by his death and his resurrection, you are reconciled to God. Jesus does what you can't do. He changes your spots. He changes who we are before God. This is what Jesus came to do. He was sent by the Father to live a holy life in your place, and that's exactly what Jesus did. He was faithful in little, and he was faithful in much, and he completed the work of your salvation. Jesus was sent by the Father to die in your place, and that's exactly what Jesus did for you. And he was faithful in little, and he was faithful in much, and he changes your spots. Jesus is the Holy Son of God, and he has accomplished and finished your salvation. He has done what we cannot do for ourselves. You see, Jesus is the faithful and good manager that we can never be. And because he is faithful in little, and because he is faithful in much, you are saved, and your sin is forgiven. God now makes you his friend, and you have an eternal dwelling, don't you? Jesus says, in my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you. I am going there to prepare a place for you, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me, that you also may be where I am. Jesus changes your spots. He declares you to be faithful. Faithful in little, faithful in much, faithful in all things. And Jesus, the eternal master, he gets the last word. And he says, well done, my good and faithful servant, to you and me. That's a shocker. That's what Christ has done for you. In Jesus' name, amen. Now may the peace of God that passes all understanding keep our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus our Lord to life everlasting. Amen. Please join me as we speak together the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. 
Amen. Let us pray for the whole Church of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. For all believers in Jesus, that they would be grateful for the salvation they have in Christ, let us pray to the Lord, Lord, have mercy. For the Lord of the harvest to fill his vineyard of grace with faithful workers, let us pray to the Lord, Lord, have mercy. For Matthew, our Senate President, Paul, our District President, Steve, our Circuit Visitor, our Pastor, and all pastors in Christ, let us pray to the Lord, Lord, have mercy. For a faithful prayer life among God's children, let us pray to the Lord, Lord, have mercy. For good government among us, that we might live in freedom and peace and health, let us pray to the Lord, Lord, have mercy. For those experiencing physical afflictions at this time, that they would be delivered from every trouble and strengthened in their faith, let us pray to the Lord, Lord, have mercy. For those who mourn, who were called from this veil of tears into the joy of Jesus, the Lamb of God who conquered the grave, and that God would comfort and give peace and rest to their family, friends, and the church, let us pray to the Lord, Lord, have mercy. And for all the members of our congregation who head back to college this fall, that the Lord would look with favor upon them, that he would keep them in good health, that he would bless their studies. Let us pray to the Lord, Lord, have mercy. For faithfulness until life's end, or until the day of Christ's return in glory, that we would be among the great multitude that no one can count, or number in Christ's kingdom which has no end, let us pray to the Lord, Lord, have mercy. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, who taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and lead us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Blessed Lord, you have caused all holy scriptures to be written for our learning. Grant that we may so hear them, read, mark, learn, and take them to heart. That by the patience and comfort of your holy word, we may embrace and ever hold fast the blessed hope of everlasting life. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Thank you for listening to Emmanuel God With Us, the radio ministry of Emmanuel Lutheran Church in Twin Falls, Idaho. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Amen.